0: Thank you for tuning in to the Destination Devi Injury Pod. I'm your host, Jeff Mueller, doctor of physical therapy. First off, as a Niners fan, let me say how excited and also nervous I am about this Christian McCaffrey edition. Uh, my own pause on this is we're adding one of the highest injury-prone injury-risk running backs in the league right into one of the highest injury-prone run schemes in the NFL and hoping that it leads to success without injuries. So I have serious concerns about this medical staff and their ability to keep their players healthy. So let's just hope for the best for CMC's case. Um, you know, there's. I, I hope I hope he doesn't get injured at all, and uh, we see a high ceiling from him this year. As for this week, if he's active, I think you start him. Uh, sure, he doesn't know the playbook, the full playbook, but it's, it's CMC. Just get him the ball. Let him work, um, you know, give him, he can, he can easily run it. You can easily hand it off to him. You can get him a couple dump offs. Uh, yeah, I think they'll need him against the Chiefs. So if he's active, I think you can still play him. Also uh, we were talking in the Heisman chat in destination Devi about being wary on buying discounts on injured players and also timing of trading away injured players right now would not be a great time to sell a JK Dobbins or Javonta Williams, um, you know, windows will always open. There will be hype videos on them returning. Windows will open in March, April to sell, probably dip back down during rookie hype season, May, June, July. Um, and then another window to sell should open up in July, August during camp when we hear, oh, so and so is practicing, so and so is getting more reps, they're looking great. Uh, you know, what John Harbaugh said in August before he was listed as inactive. J.K. Dobbins is getting his explosiveness back. Yeah, sure, great time to sell there. Just be patient. And as we near playoffs, you may also be able to target some team who realizes they're out of contention and could buy an aging vet. Um, You know, in their mind, an aging vet who, for us, maybe they still hold value, uh, like an Eckler or a Mixon, you know, someone who people are trying to get off of, but I think next year they should still carry their value. So, always remain patient on selling injured players, especially if they're still young. There will always be windows to sell where you won't lose too much value versus panic selling right now. And if you were to try selling Javonta Williams right now, I guarantee you the the person on the other end is probably thinking, man, look at what just happened to J.K. Dobbins. He had a setback. Same thing will happen to Javonta Williams. Everyone runs on emotion, so just let it play out, let it cool down just a little bit, wait till next week, wait till the week after, wait till closer to playoffs, and try then. Before diving into the injuries, I'd love to ask that if you enjoy this content, please retweet and share the link to the pod. It helps build an audience and uh, helps Destination Je- Devi. So I thank you for that, and uh, let's dive into this week. So at quarterback, Dak Prescott will make his return. He is fully cleared Off the injury report. I feel comfortable starting him. He probably has some rust to knock off, but he has a great matchup versus Detroit. He has his weapons back. Um, I'll talk about Dalton Schultz later, but for the most part, he'll have his weapons back healthy. So, should be able to start Dak Prescott this week. Mac Jones, he's listed as questionable. This is a tough call because they play Monday night. Um, You know, to be honest, you're probably not starting Mac Jones anyways, unless it's a two quarterback or super flex league. I would err on the side of caution since it's Monday night and sit Mac Jones, play someone else who you know for sure is playing. Um, you know, he's been practicing. He's been seen as fairly mobile in these videos that we've seen. He's four weeks out from high ankle, so the window's kind of there. But we just don't know yet if the team's going to go with Zappy or Mac Jones. So sit Mac Jones this week. Russell Westbrook, uh, he is coming off, you know, he's dealing with his lat strain but also a new hamstring strain I'm, I'm skeptical here. You know, reports came out saying he's going to be a game-time decision, and uh, Ben Albright said there's a real chance, there's a very real chance that uh, Brett Ripien is going to start this week. So keep a really close eye on that. You know, if if as bad as Russell Wilson has been, if Wilson is not playing, if it's Ripien, I mean, this whole Denver offense, we, we probably have to consider sitting them all. I know Dolchich played well last week. Uh, Sutton, Judy, we, you just have no idea how they're going to perform with Ripian at the helm. Baker Mayfield, he is listed as doubtful. PJ Walker has already been listed as a starter. Um, we, we don't know, you know, we kind of assume that Baker is going to start again once he comes back from his in, ankle injury. Uh, we have no idea. This team's in rebuild, one would think. You know, PJ Walker's terrible. So one would think Baker gets his role back, but just keep an eye on that. Sam Darnold's also coming back, so uh, just don't know. Hopefully you don't have any of them rostered. Carson Wentz, as we know, he's going to be out for four to six weeks with his uh, finger fracture. He had surgery to repair it, likely a pin. Um, Taylor Heineke is expected to start, so if you need a quarterback, if you're streaming, uh, go Heineke or Fee's for some reason on the waivers, or if you can get him for cheap in a super flex league and you just need someone to carry you through the next couple of bye weeks, Heineke should be starting over Sam Howell. Tua Tag Tonga I always say his name wrong, cleared concussion protocol, as we know, and he is expected to start week seven, so that'll be good for the whole Miami offense. Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater played well in his absence, but Tua should be back. Um, I-, I think there's been enough time that has passed from his two concussions, that I think we can play him safely without a ton of re-injury risk. Miami was smart with this one. They waited an extended period of time, made sure the windows fully cleared um, out. You know, risk, risk has significantly dropped compared to if he had played one week or two weeks after all those concussions happened. So um, if you have Tua uh, and you're needing to start him, I think you can safely start him. Kenny Pickett is another guy that I think you can safely start Um, you know, yeah, he's a rookie still dealing with his rookie mistakes. He's, he seems to be getting enough volume. Hopefully you're not heavily leaning on him. If you're a contender, you're probably a fake contender, but, uh, anyways, Pickett has been cleared to play. Uh, could see decent volume this week at running back. Deandre Swift is a guy that I'm not a hundred percent sure on in theory, he should be back to playing and, and he should be, um, you know, we should be able to start him with confidence, but it's a little kind of like my gut feeling with Jonathan Taylor last week, you know, Deandre Swift hasn't been able to get a full participation in, even though he's coming up, he he's passed the bye week I believe he's now three weeks out from his injury. Um, you know, I saw a report where Swift said, I'm pushing to play. So there's, there's just enough there to make me feel a little nervous on it. I think he does play. Just expect a little less volume than typical. Um, but again, he's he's very capable. He's very efficient with very little touches. So if he plays, I think you still start him. Just watch his status really closely. Jonathan Taylor, he's fully off the injury report, so wheels up on him. Should be relatively low re-injury risk. You know, these are always funny to me because people always ask. They want to hear or see a number. Like, what what's the re-injury risk? Is its is it 5%, 10%? Uh, guys, if I if I tell you Jonathan Taylor has five percent re-injury risk, or if I tell you Jonathan Taylor has twenty percent re-injury risk, you're starting him either way. So don't get caught up in the number. If he gets re-injured, he gets re-injured. You know, five to, or twenty percent. It's a it's a low percentage, anyways. There's an eighty percent chance that he makes it through the whole game uh, efficiently and no re-injuries. So you're starting him if you you're starting him this week. J.K. Dobbins, uh, as we know, so he has been placed. Actually, he has not been placed on IR yet. I, I do believe they will place him on IR. He just had surgery for his knee. You know, someone was telling me, well, his knee just tightened up. He'll be fine for next week. Uh, no, that's, that's not the case at all. You know, it's the same knee, the right knee, uh, that he had the ACL, the, the meniscus, the LCL, uh, the hamstring tear. That same knee was bothered after last week, and he was playing on turf. So, um, you know, it sounds like something happened, whether it be... He he had surgery to address uh, whether it be a meniscus irritation, meniscus defect, cartilage defect. Something happened to likely cause some swelling, some pain, lingering effect in his knee. Now there's serious risk here that the team decides to shut him down for the whole year. Uh, I hope that's not the case. We're not going to be looking at a normal J.K. Dobbins for the rest of this year. Uh, you know, maybe next year, like the year two ACL. I know that's a that's a popular. Uh, hype phrase, but guys, this is now two years wasted of J.K. Dobbins on our roster. So hopefully you did sell in the offseason. I had posted a thread on that of of selling when the hype was really high. You know, people were viewing him as a top 12, top 15 running back. Hopefully you sold for a good asset for this year that you can use. But um, yeah, for this year, I I think we can't expect a normal J.K. Dobbins back. Long-term value. So this is the second surgery on his knee. And, and essentially second, you know, in his first surgery, obviously he had the ACL, LCL repaired the second surgery now of an arthroscopic debridement. So he has had a, a, we have to assume he's had a decent chunk of meniscus, decent chunk of cartilage, debrided away, cut, excised away. So we have to think about in long-term in, in, in future value, we have the risk of a Todd Gurley type knee setting in here. Arthritis, early onset, arthritis, early onset, um, you know, these these lingering effects of like, ah, oh, my knee just feels swollen, kind of like, remember Jarek McKinnon dealt with this after his meniscus surgeries, um, after the ACL, very similar case. So we, we have to be concerned on that here. For the Ravens' backfield overall, uh, and, and like I said at the beginning of the show, this is not the best time to sell J.K. Dobbins. Again, people run a high on emotions, right? So everyone's viewing J.K. Dobbins is like, ooh, I don't, I, I don't want to touch him at all. I don't want him on my roster. I want nothing to do with him. Uh, I'll, if you have him, you're probably thinking like, I'm just gonna sell for a second. Just, just wait. There's gonna be more windows. Like obviously, if you, if you can get a decent deal now where you can get a guy who actually has value for rest of season and then hopefully next year as well. Yeah, take it. But. There will be other windows that open up when we see videos of him returning. Right? There's people on Twitter right now saying, oh, JK Dobbins, like this this is a minor surgery. There's no big deal. He's gonna return to form. No, he's no he's not. He's not going to. So just wait. There are people who will be buying at some point. Just be patient. Uh Ravens backfield overall. Gus Edwards doesn't sound hundred percent ready to return. He might return. He might not. Uh, if he does return, I'm not concerned on him taking a lot of volume. Justice Hill, I think will be a main guy. He actually, uh, he's off the injury report and was able to get full participations in coming off his hamstring strain prior to, I believe it was what week two to week four. Um, justice Hill was playing and getting good, decent volume. And, and was very efficient with his touches while Kenyon Drake was inactive. And then, you know, I know this is always hard, listening to coach speak, what to do there, but uh, John Harbaugh has said in the past, after I believe his best game week two or week three, Justice Hill was running like a star running back. John Harbaugh said that. And then the best thing we've heard John Harbaugh say about Kenyon Drake is that, yeah, once you get him going, he does well. So like, Well, okay, so he, it sounds like he views Justice Hill in a higher light than Kenyon Drake this is a guessing game I think it'll be Justice Hill some people some some big names like uh, like Debro Derek Brown uh, thinks it'll be J- Justice Hill based on metrics so just good luck on playing them um, I, I think you could play both as as flexed options and just kind of hope for the best um, yeah and, and go from there either way stash Justice Hill because I I don't I see a lot of people talking about Kenyon Drake not too much Justice Hill Damian Harris, he is coming off his hamstring strain. He was getting full participations in. He is expected to return. Uh, it lowers Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson's ceiling. I I, I do have a gut feeling that it'll be Ramondre Stevenson as the main guy still. Uh, so I'd be cautious of playing Damian Harris if you have him. Again, it's a Monday night game. He might be worthy of a flex play if you don't have any other good pivot options. But he, just, he's a guy who, as he's returning, probably has some lower ceiling. Unless the Patriots do decide to place him right back into the running back one role. so Joshua Kelly, he's dealing with an MCL injury. He's likely out two to four weeks. Very excited about this one because, I, uh, let me rephrase, I'm not excited about the injury. Obviously, we don't celebrate injuries, but I'm excited for the fact that Isaiah Spiller will actually be active finally. Uh, there was a recent interview <clears throat> where he said, Isaiah Spiller said, I'm about 95%. I, think, I believe that was two weeks ago or so. So he was still doing with his ankle injury. This is his time to shine. I hope he... Sit Isaiah Spiller for now in fantasy, but I hope he at least shines and shows what he, he's capable of doing. At wide receiver, Josh Reynolds is... Uh, I know it's odd that I'm starting with Josh Reynolds, but he is listed as questionable with a knee injury. Um, I I do believe he plays... Um, but more so here for the Lions overall, DJ Chark has been dealing with uh, an aggravation with his ankle injury, and he's out. And Amon Ra St. Brown is fully off the injury report. So more so, I wanted to talk on Amon Ra St. Brown because a lot of people were talking, "Oh, high ankle, you got to sell, you got to sell." I-, I think this is going to be another boom game, and we see him back. So uh, before the game, if if you if there's any chance you can get Amon ra St. Brown on a discount, I believe this is probably the last chance you have. C.D. Lamb, he's listed as questionable. Uh, um, he's coming off the hip injury. I I don't think we have any concern here. Um, load management, again, he played last week. He's He's been fine, so uh, play C.D. Lamb, no concern. Jamar Chase, uh, he's also, he had a hip injury. He was limited in practice this week, but he's already been listed off the injury report and uh, no limitations are expected in game, so start no no concern on him. <clears throat> Keenan Allen, he's coming off the hamstring strain, and you know there was a recent interview where he said he if he if he doesn't feel quite right, he may need another week. And then something uh, uh, Coach Brandon Staley said recently, just I, I can't remember word for word, but it was along the same lines. I just have a gut feeling that Keenan Allen sits. Here, uh, if he plays, I would I would keep him on your bench. I know he can be really good when he's active, but he just carries. Given how long it's been, given he given he had a setback in practice, he carries a lot of risk for re injury. So I would sit him. Now, uh, if Keenan Allen is out, Josh Palmer has also been ruled out with a concussion. So this could put DeAndre Carter. On the map is a sneaky flex option. If you're if you're needing if you're scrolling through waivers or, or whatever and you're uh, needing a deep wide receiver option for this week, DeAndre Carter could pay off. Hopefully, as a flex, Jalen Waddle. This one's tough because it's a late game on uh, Sunday night. But everything I've read, you know, he's he got three limited participations in this week. Waddle has said he expects to play. Mike McDaniel has said he expects Waddle to play. They've been pretty truthful with injuries. McDaniel hasn't been a coach who has uh, wavered on. You know, some of those coaches say, ah, "I think we'll, I think he'll play," and the player doesn't play. So I think we can rely on Waddle. He he does carry some re-injury risk, but um, yeah, if, if Waddle's active, two is back. I think he can be effective with minimal touches. So he's a guy that you're still playing. Uh, at worst, he should be able to put up wide receiver three numbers. I know it's likely not your ceiling game that you want from him, but it, it's it's probably still better than some options out there. Rashad Bateman, he's been coming off his midfoot sprain, Liz Frank sprain. Uh, he his list is listed as questionable. There is a chance he plays. In a recent interview, he said it's essentially up to John Harbaugh. They've been pretty conservative with injuries for the most part, unless the player has talked him into uh, the team starting them, <clears throat> J.K. Dobbins, with Rashad Bateman. I think you still have to sit him, even if he's active. You know he carries re-injury risk. It's been a while since he's played. Uh, he he had been getting volume, relying on hyper-efficiency on low volume already. I know this is a risky call because he could go out there and get a fifty-yard touchdown and it pays off for you. But um, given lower pass volume, I think. You, you sit Rashad Bateman and just see how he performs in his first game back. And there's still the chance that he doesn't even play. So Randall Cobb, he's already been listed as out with high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for a while, two to four weeks. Actually, I believe he's been put on IR. Um, Christian Watson, he's also out with a hamstring strain. So wheels up. Yeah, Sammy Watkins has not returned, not been activated off IR yet. So wheels up on um, Romeo Dobbs and Alan Lazard this week. Hunter Renfro, he was downgraded on Thursday to limited practice. Actually, uh, did not practice on Thursday with a hip injury and then limited practice Friday. He has been listed as questionable. You know, Josh McDaniel said with Waller and Renfro, you have to be patient and allow these guys to come back at full health. That quote has me a little skeptical that Renfro will play. Um, Apparently, you know, Drew Davenport, stated that he saw Renfro said Renfro expects himself to play this week. I I didn't see that quote anywhere. I I searched for a while, couldn't find that. Uh, Maybe I'm just bad at searching, but I have a gut feeling Renfro doesn't play. Just keep a really close eye on that. Um, I think if he's playing, he may be worth a flex option. I'd be really tempted to sit him just for re-injury risk. It's probably just going to be a Devonta Adams game. Um, But yeah, just keep a really close eye on his game status. Jahan Dotson, he's coming off the hamstring strain. Now, Thursday, there was a video, Thursday while running routes, he actually re-injured, re-aggravated his... Uh, well, there there was a report that he re-aggravated his hamstring strain and he came up limping. But he was able to still practice Friday, and then he's, only, he's listed as questionable. Typically, if there is a really bad setback or re-aggravation, uh, these players are listed as did not practice or just ruled out already. So... Maybe there wasn't a re We're not 100% sure. It hasn't been confirmed. But for Jahan Dotson, I wouldn't be surprised if he sits this week. Again, it's Heineke. If, if Dotson sits, you know, he's he running a lot of routes, not getting a lot of volume. Heineke had targeted um, uh, Terry McLaurin at a decent rate. So I, I think even if Dotson, Dotson plays, you probably sit him this week. Marvin Jones, he's dealing with a hamstring strain still. He's listed as questionable. If he's out, it could put Zay Jones as a decent flex option. Uh, he's performed pretty well, or decently at least. Tyler Lockett, he's coming off his hamstring strain. Now, he was a, did not participate all week. Um, I, I didn't see any report on him re-injuring or re-aggravating his hamstring in last week's game, but the fact that he didn't play all week, I mean, he's a veteran, he... he He's a guy that doesn't necessarily need to practice. He can he can go all week without practicing and then play Sunday and be fine. So just keep a really close eye. I'd be really tempted to sit Tyler Lockett, um, just given re injury risk. The fact that he didn't practice all week, maybe he plays minimal snaps or just in key roles. I know that's risky because if he's like he could pay off as a flex option if um, he's playing in these key situations like uh, short down or third down, uh, red zone work. So just, just keep a close eye on his status with him. I have a gut feeling he won't play van Jefferson. Obviously the Rams are on bye this week, but I wanted to talk on him because he is eligible to return post bye, so he could return for week seven. He's a guy that I'd be tempted to really stash, you know, the Rams, obviously Stafford just force feeds cup all week, but all game, but, uh, I don't know Jefferson. Jefferson could give this offense some nice needed boost here. Allen Robinson has kind of picked it up a little bit, but I'd be tempted to stash Jefferson before uh, next week before we get news that oh he's back from IR. Elijah Moore, he's obviously listed as out. There's some personal stuff going on there. Uh, demanded a trade. Jets are unlikely to trade him. He's young. He's under contract for what three more years, I think. Um, yeah. Very unlikely that the Jets trade Elijah Moore, but I think as punishment or the fact that you know he didn't get practice reps in, he's out for this week. For tight end uh, Mark Andrews, he's been dealing with a knee injury. He will play. He already he in an interview he said he'll play. He was did not participate the first two two days of practice, and then uh, I believe he got a limited participation in on Friday. With him, you know, he's another vet who he doesn't necessarily need to practice in order to play. He can just go through walkthroughs and play and be fine. He's a guy that obviously you play him. You're not you're not going to bench Mark Andrews unless he's inactive, obviously. But he said he's good to go. You just kind of you, you start him and then hope he doesn't get re-injured or hope that he's not on limited snaps or that he's a decoy. Darren Waller, he's been listed as out with a hamstring injury. This puts Foster Moreau on the map for tight end. He typically performs well when when Waller's out. Plus, if Renfro doesn't play, uh, Moreau could be in line for more touches. So if you're needy at tight end, which tight end is a wasteland this year, uh, yeah, Moreau could be a good option. Pat Fryermuth, he's coming off his concussion. He is expected to play. I This is a tough one because I, I think I would sit Pat, Pat Fryermuth this week just given re-injury risk, three concussions in 12 months, and then... We we just don't know volume overall. Um, Pickett seemed to target Fryermuth a lot in his first game. I believe it was his first game when he played, but that was again. He I believe he he threw 52 times, so everyone's volume was up. I, I'm just not sure re injury risk and volume wise. I think I'm going to sit. I'll, I'll recommend sitting Pat, Pat Fryermuth this week. Dalton Schultz. He's obviously coming off the knee injury. He, you know, he was a full participation, I guess, this whole week. I, I don't necessarily trust the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to injuries overall. Um, you know, Schultz re reinjured He suffered an aggravation of the same knee Saturday uh, last week, right before the game, and then he was ruled out. So something like that, it doesn't necessarily change in a week. He's probably still dealing with discomfort. He's probably still dealing with a little bit of swelling, probably still dealing with um, a sense of instability as that's pretty common with PCL injuries. He'll probably wear the brace. He's he's likely to be less efficient with his in in running routes with his touches. I'm I'm pretty skeptical here. So I think even if he's active, I think you sit him. I know especially with Dak Prescott, you know he could go out and get four or five catches, get a touchdown. I, I'm he's just not worth the risk for me at this point. We, we need to see him play. We need to see him make it through a whole game. There's high risk here for re-injury in-game. Uh, say if he gets hit low, which is pretty common these days. Uh, say he runs a route and he feels some instability. It's just pretty risky here. So, All right, guys, that, that covers all main injuries this week. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate all of you. Good luck this week. Um, if you have any questions, please reach out in the Destination Devi Players Injuries channel and follow me on Twitter at jmthrivept for live updates as any injuries occur. And again, if you enjoyed the content, please retweet and share on Twitter. There, appreciate all you guys. Good luck. Go get those wins. Uh, go get some early trades in if you can this week, early before the games. And thank you.